1: Hello and welcome to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth. And we
0: are a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients, not companies. To receive your complimentary, personalized, and truly coordinated financial income plan, give us a call at 513-575-9654. If you're seeking advice on an old 401k, 403b, some type of employer-sponsored plan, even an NUA analysis Bottom line, if you're no longer with the company, as a rule, your money shouldn't be there either. We can help you roll that out into a tax-neutral IRA. Take control of your money. Give us a call at 513-575-9654. Visit our website at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Send us an email. Share your thoughts to info at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And we do have multiple locations throughout the Cincinnati area. Milford is our headquarters, but we also have satellite locations in Westchester, Blue Ash, and Florence, here at the studio, our phone number, 513-749-5500, pound 550, on the AT&T wireless, toll-free number, 800-823-TALK, 800-823-8255.
1: Well, bull of bear in 2019, James, with the uh, the end with kind of end we had in 2018, what does the future hold for the stock market in 2019, you might ask? What an end we did have indeed. The market's downturn sure did ramp up with some ferocity during that fourth quarter, Uh, All told, it was one of the worst fourth quarters we've had in recent history, and here we stand in the early moments of the new year, all equally wondering just what that stock market might do moving forward, and not just tomorrow next week, but throughout the remainder of this full year. Now, will our current bull market, the one that we're in a major big-picture cyclical bull market, if you will, about 12, 13 years, into um, the whole cycle of, you know, historically what ranges to be about 25 years at a time, so it's quite quite possible that uh, this bull market could continue for as long as it's uh, been thus far. Uh, if you just look at the stats, but one has uh, to be wondering, you know, with the roaring of this going on from 2009 through 2019, can it sustain through the end of 2019? It sure can. And, unless it doesn't, right? No one has to crystal ball, but there are indicators that we can follow carefully as well as being properly positioned And a balanced plan always helps, too, not being overweighted to the market, not being overweighted to the conservative positions of safety. But you might ask yourself, will we recover from the extreme volatility lately that we've experienced through the end of 2018, and in time to see the market march on further? Well, today, we'll discuss both sides, and we'll try to help you decipher what, if anything, you can do about it.
0: Well, just to get one thing straight right away, we cannot predict the future, We can take the data that's available. We can try to formulate our own unique perspective on where the market, maybe this economy, is heading. And with that being said, our goal today really is not to convince you one way or the other that this market run will continue or that it's destined to end. In other words, we're not going to say that it's going to be definitely a bull, not definitely a bear. We want to help you understand that the data that the media they're going to try to continue throwing at you what we call the investor noise. And then once that we've explained where we stand, we'll help you focus on the things that you can control when it comes to your hard-earned money. So our invitation, our call to action, calls today, schedule a time, come in, review your retirement, investment, and income plans. It's a complimentary process. The only cost is just a little bit of your time. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Again, that's 513 575 Nine six five four. You can also visit us online at brownfinancialadvisors dot com.
1: You know, James, uh, just uniquely, first time I've heard this in maybe months or years. Occasionally, it comes up. Someone said uh, when we explained our offer on what to expect when you come to our office, they said, "Wow, that sounds like uh, that sounds like a lot. That's a little, uh, that's a little too much. Uh, sounds salesy. I thought, "My goodness!" I articulated back uh, an email, just said clearly, um, "You know, here's what it includes." Uh, an offer without obligation, that means complimentary and free, to review entirely your current situation. Look at your current positions and holdings, how you're invested. Uh, Determine exactly the risk you're taking and see what average reward over long periods of time not just this past year that's not a fair assessment of uh, any market investment is looking at during its lag time or its uh, obvious market pullback because we just went through a quarter where every asset class across the globe was down so except for cash yeah there you have it uh, minus inflation even you know wink nod so then we say okay we're gonna we're gonna do an mri or a detailed x-ray of your current portfolio your current risk look at the internal cost the redundancies and inefficiencies then lay out a plan, an income plan within the context of the overall financial plan or roadmap. And then show you how balance attacked where, you know, when there's a lot of uh, volatility, if you'll uh, allow for the balance side of some safety and also engage with the appropriate risk for reward over long periods of time on the market side, you can navigate that channel between those two uh, pie lines that you see in, in open channels of water to keep you in the sufficient depth of water so you don't hit a sandbar or um, get in over your head. And this is this is what we do. Now, we do that on the basis of uh, transparency. It's a fiduciary standard to put your interest above that of our firm at all times. We look at the tax implications, the estate planning aspects, and then going back to my, my remark was, you know, how can that be too much? We do the work. You just allow us the opportunity to come alongside with you and, and make this detailed investigation, just like you would want, wouldn't you? In the medical world, wouldn't you want the greatest depth of diagnostics before any treatment plans laid out? Would you want just a little bit of investigation on your health condition? And, um, you know, if you think I'm terminal or I have some major issue, don't worry about it. Just don't spend too much time on me. No, 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 no. We're going to spend the time. It's complimentary. We invest time in you. You invest time in us. We arrive in an outcome where you can see clearly the facts and you can make a decision, an informed decision. Just like informed consent back on the medical concept, we are as similar to the Mayo Clinic of financial services as you can well imagine. And all we do is ask you to take the time to spend with us, to spend time on you, your future. Because do you want to, you want to succeed on on purpose or by happenstance or some random walk? The challenges before you. Call us five one three five seven five nine six five four. Sorry, I have a little bit of a cold. Five seven five nine six five four. Uh, give us an email at um, team at team, because that way the whole team gets to see it and jump in and help immediately, or visit and learn more details at brownfinancialadvisors.com. So on we go, James. Well, it's never easy
0: dealing with the market volatility. We like to say that sometimes the volatility is the price of what the markets will provide over the course of time. That being said losing money is never fun. We know that even if it's only a paper loss, even if you've never actually realized, which means that you haven't actually sold out of your investments just yet. So on paper, you have not yet realized that loss, but at the same time, it's very easy to let your emotions get the best of you. Now, logically, if we all thought logically, we want to buy low and sell high. That means that when the markets go down, that's when you should look at this as maybe a buying opportunity. And when the markets go up, Again, logically, that's when you could maybe consider other options, such as perhaps mm, locking in some of your gains. I, I know that's an oversimplification, but it does make sense. And once again, why do people do the opposite so often? Easier said than done, right? Because we let the emotions drive our decisions. So when the markets do go down and people didn't tend to sell at that particular time, and then they wait until the markets go back up, and that's when they buy all over again
1: repeating that cycle so why it's it's emotional it's behavioral not good behavior necessarily and uh what we want to do is you know not not look at any one quarter one year look at three five seven ten years rest of your forever it be properly uh engaged in the market as a battle uh, executing a battle plan just like any good general And all good soldiers would like to follow a good plan, a plan to succeed. And that's what you need to keep in mind. Now, um, again, give us a call, Brown Financial Advisors. The Sound Money Team is who we are. And you'll get a comprehensive financial plan that's complimentary. And that will include income plan, a full assessment of where you are today. You'll get uh, the full set of recommendations on any safer money solutions, fully insured, based on claims, paying ability of an insurance company. But guarantees, if you will. I mean, guarantees blended with uh, strategies bound together into an overall portfolio on the market side. And so you can hit that rate of return you need over time, the one that will provide for the inflation and your cash flow reasonably within the plan. But we will be coming back to discuss this subject uh, further, you know, bulls or bears in 2019, and we'll get into some understanding of some important facts about markets, some terms and some definitions when we return. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show right here on 55KRC. The Talk Station.
0: LLC Brown Financial Advisors and Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors are affiliated companies and may only transact business in those states in which registered or were otherwise legally permitted.
1: Welcome back to Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth. And our
0: contact information, 513-575-9654. Our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. We do have two different email addresses that will both work. Get to us in general, the collective us Info at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And then more specifically, team, yay, team, at brownfinancialadvisors.com. We do have multiple locations throughout the Cincinnati area. Milford is our headquarters, but we also have satellite locations in Westchester, Blue Ash, and Florence, y'all. Here at the studio, five one three seven pounds 550 on the at t wireless, toll free eight hundred eight two three talk 800
1: Well, James, we kind of left off with... Looking at some terms and some definitions, help us understand these terms.
0: Okay, when the markets start getting all turbulent, getting all volatile, and this is also when economic data starts weakening, and whenever we have a few days in a row where the market sheds some of its value, we know what people out there tend to do. It's easy turn on the TV, jump on the internet, and within just a few moments, you can be listening to or even reading someone's anyone's viewpoints and analysis of what the markets are doing better yet you can see someone else's opinion of what the markets might do in the future which is even more impactful and yes we all wish we had that proverbial crystal ball that could accurately keyword there accurately predict the market trends it would definitely save a lot of people a fair amount of anxiety and of course their money on a day-to-day basis yes markets can be easy to deal with when things are consistent Going well, remarkably like what 2017 was all about, very smooth, and also mostly trending upwards. But when markets do get volatile, yes, emotions, those emotions, those can run rampant, and bad decisions are often made. That's why you must be very careful about indulging in the exorbitant amount of information, the investor noise that is available today.
1: Yes, investment news equals investor noise and it is, it can, you can catch it like a bad cold and it, the acidity rate is just awful. Now, James crystal balls, one thing, but I'd really like to have Biff's sports almanac from back to the future. Oh yeah. Back in the fifties. That was sweet. That, uh, that made a lot of impact on me as a young person, you know, just one thing to solve for time travel. Other than that, got it licked. But since we don't have that back to reality rather than back to the future, nor the past, Um, misinterpreting something you don't quite understand can cause you to make decisions that you shouldn't, and that would only further complicate what is already difficult to be, and that is to be properly invested. So to get this show rolling, we're going to provide some formal definitions on common words that you find in market jabber uh, I call it jargon, but we're not supposed to use jargon. And Radiohead's kind of jabber. And so here we go. You'll hear these things. You'll read these things about markets, uh, all, all, all out of sorts. The definitions are courtesy, in this case, of MarketWatch.com. So you can check them out yourself. First one: pullback. This refers to a share price decline between five and nine point nine percent from the share's price peak. Now, according to Guggenheim Investments. And that is a group that we're actually working directly with. But there have been 78 market pullbacks since the end of 1945. Next term, correction. Correction is a loss of 10% or more from a recent high. Now, again, according to Guggenheim, since 1945, there have been only 27 of those corrections. Bear market. Uh, No one likes to sound the old bear market. But a bear market movement is a 20% decline from a recent high. While the um, you know we've seen the S and P and the Dow declining by twenty percent in the past before, uh, that would be considered a bear market movement, and it doesn't mean that we're in a recession when you find yourself in a twenty percent pullback of a bear market. Bear markets and recessions aren't necessarily directly correlated. Just keep that in mind. Now, in addition, in addition, you could have individual sectors like financials or energy uh, that are in bear market um, position, while other sectors are not down as far, or even down at all. Again, it's about correlation. The concept of positive and negative correlation. Something that's negatively correlated means thing A doesn't move in tandem with thing B. And a properly structured portfolio should have some thing A's and thing B's. Now, bull market. A bull market. Now, conversely, a bull market, as converse to a bear or, you know, compared to a bear, a bull market movement is when the markets move higher by what? Guess what? By 20% or more from a previous low. Then we have recession. We kind of teased about recession. Let's look, what is recession? To have a recession is a broad term that refers to the country's overall economic position and performance. Now, it measures a slew of different things, Uh, most notably the GDP, gross domestic product. We would enter a recession when there are two consecutive quarters of more or more of negative GDP. So that's a negative number back-to-back, two quarters in a row of the total domestic product the output of our country as a total market points versus percentage this has become more relevant since the market has uh, busted a belt loop or two and becoming so large as the Dow surpassed twenty four thousand twenty five twenty six thousand sounds like an auction as it became so large compared to say twelve thousand a decade earlier or so twice as large then you need to be careful on how you look at numbers so Another cause for irrational concern is not discerning between what points in a market movement mean and the actual percentage, what they resemble when the markets go up and down. For example, the Dow could see a drop of over 500 points in a single day. Uh, however, you know that may not only represent a small number, it could be an insignificant number really compared to times past, points versus percentage. You need to keep an eye on what percentage the market is moving up or down. Kind of disregard those points. All righty. Now the case for the bears with the decline
0: that we've experienced during the fourth quarter of 2018, are we poised to enter a bear market anytime soon? Well, specifically so for investors who are on a fixed income or close to retirement, this is when it starts really hurting all the more. Can you chance to downturn to your portfolio that a possible bear market and subsequent recession could possibly bring? Well, let's, Kind of take a step back and examine how we got here. Looking back all the way to to March of 2009, we've been in a bull market. Yes, the current bull market since March of 2009, which does officially make it the longest bull market in duration that we've ever had. That statistic itself can be a little alarming for some people, maybe for many people out there. For 2018, just some numbers here, the Dow closed down 5.6%. The S&P 500 closed down 6.6%, and almost all the damage was done in the fourth quarter. As up to the fourth quarter of 2018, both the Dow and the S&P indices were in positive territory for the year. So by the end of 2018, December of 2018, the Dow had actually dropped 13.4% from its previous high point, which puts us firmly in a correction zone, but not yet a bear market.
1: All right, you know, looking at this, this is all about, um, you know, I think about bank stress tests, James, and um, our offer to folks listening is to just contact us, come in. Part of our analysis, effectually, is a stress test, a stress test of your portfolio. Uh, There's a lot of scientific terms for it. We try to keep it just simple. I mean, standard deviation, beta, alpha, um, R-square, all these things. We'll forget all that. Just what will your stuff that you hold that's market-exposed, What could you anticipate it doing with high probability favorably or very negatively to you if you experience not only volatility but true bearish markets ahead? And will they come? Yes, they'll come. You can have a bearish um, cycle within an overall um, cycle of a bull movement. Okay, we have a long term bull cycle that oftentimes occurs, as mentioned earlier, about 25 years. You can misinterpret many pullbacks, many corrections, and even some bear like activity within a cyclical overall big picture macro market bull movement. So, you need to understand the detailed fundamentals of it at the end of the day, and we can always assess where you're at. Let us On a complimentary, that means free basis, stress, test your portfolio, stress, test your financial plan, income plan. We can um, measure it in terms of the probability that your current plan will crack by what degree we can confirm that with some adjustments, the probability your plan will succeed over the course of time during the rest of the course of your life. We can also validate it by running 1,000 to 10,000 scenarios as though you've lived 1,000 to 10,000 lives before you finished your first on, the, on deeming how successful to be with what probability and what range of up and downness you can expect so that it doesn't surprise you and hit you like cold water or, or an earthquake as it occurs so you will not find yourself needing to misbehave or react because you will anticipate it. You know, that's part of any good, solid battle plan is seeing with a great vision how you plan to win on purpose and also not to misinterpret little losses and battles and skirmishes as the loss of the war. And I tell you, we talked about noise, investor noise, investment news equals the same. It is likened into you can't believe what the enemy's telling you. Okay? You can't believe you're losing any war or any battle based on what the enemy's telling you. And I'm telling you, a lot of that news out there is noise, and it represents the enemy. To you, it's toxic to your portfolio, your financial well-being for you and your family. So keep that in mind. We want to help you out. We're extending a hand. It's a complimentary opportunity. Go through the process. We make our full recommendations. Leave your wallet and purse at home. When we get to the point of a conclusion, you get to make an informed decision. And that's all that we ask of you is to participate with us to get to that conclusion or new beginning, whichever it amounts to.
0: You know, it's very difficult to say, I should be a moderate investor when the, the markets are being very bullish, or I wanna be a aggressive investor when the markets are turning more bearish. But at the same time, if you get outside of your comfort zone of what your risk number, your risk tolerance happens to be at any point in time during the market cycle, that's when it's going to cause problems with the long-term success of your portfolios. There's more. There's much more. Our phone number is five one three five seven five nine six five four. Again, five one three five seven five nine six five four. Call us. We can help. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55 KRC,
1: the talk station. Welcome back to Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth. And we are a registered
0: investment advisory firm. We are also independent. That means we do work for clients and not just the companies. To receive your complimentary and personalized financial income plan, give us a call at 513-575-9654. Visit our website at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Send us an email, share your thoughts to the team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. We do have multiple locations throughout the Cincinnati area. Milford is our headquarters, but we also have satellite locations in Westchester, Blue Ash, and Florence. Here at the studio, 513-749-5500, pound 550 on the eighteen t wireless. Toll-free number, 800-823-TALK, 800-823-8255.
1: Well, James, we're going to jump through a little bit of a summary of where we are so far, and then uh, not to lose sight, we're going to look at the two sides of the coin, the bull side, the bear side, reasons to suspect that it either or could occur over the course of 2019. And our forecast for 2019. It's actual guidance from our quote-unquote smart people that we're trusting for guidance and analytics. Um, And then here's a consensus, though. Big picture consensus is 4.4% to six point seven five percent. That was in twenty eighteen. It outperformed it. We're looking for something similar for the current year, and if uh, the tendency is to be conservative on those estimates on guidance, in the years that exceeds, it seems to exceed quite a bit, not just meet the number. Now, our um, our uh, actual team, our money management team, came up with forecast of of low single digits for twenty eighteen. They didn't miss it by much, actually. Uh, they were much more conservative. Uh, and they were, their conservative view was, was more correct. But, um, that aside, we're going to look at both components, what to believe. Now, uh, our guidance again is from our team is between five and 8% with increased volatility. And I'm saying that cause someone sent an email saying, can you just give your guidance for the year? Yep. We're going to give you more and we're gonna give you some antidotes on how to maybe consider your positioning in either one or both of these market extremes. So, uh, you know, most are wondering out there, uh, it, the same thing as we all are these days. When it comes to investing, what is going on with the stock market? And after such a phenomenally consistent and robust stock market year after year from you know 2017 through most of 2018, it seemed depending on the strategy and how you're positioned we have strategies that were all over the place in terms of capturing the returns of the 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 domestic market last year doing quite well, Uh, other like our strategic rotational strategy was uh, slightly out of step and slightly uh, lagging for the period, but it does that about once every five years. But boy, does it do quite well compared to the benchmarks over three and five year periods. And, you know, the right kind of investor has the right viewpoint looking through their windshield forward looking to invest properly. So again, any one quarter, any one year, you get all bent out of shape over that, you're going to lose when it comes to investing, you're never going to be in step. You're going to be out of step. As James was talking about the cycle of investing, you will not be able to help yourself from selling what low and buying high. And you, you just can't afford to do that. So please don't. And while we're still technically in the longest big picture bull market run in American stock market history, many investors, most specifically retirees have begun to question just how low the market could inevitably go. Is this the big one? Like, you know, Elizabeth, here I come, um, quote unquote, who was that, um, Fred Sanford? Yes. And uh, as you likely know as well, um, as, as we do, that making stock market predictions is hard, kind of dangerous. But we still share what we know because we're transparent. We want you to know what we're thinking, how we see it, even though we can't guarantee such things. And you know that. We're all adults in the room here. But it's virtually impossible to predict what the markets will actually do on a consistent basis. That's why you must be consistently invested With that being said, we're going to present a case or two on both sides, as mentioned, of the coin bulls and bears out there. And we'll focus more keenly on just what it is, if anything, that you and we can do together about moving it forward as we go. Well, and
0: when we talked about the market volatility, about what it took away during the fourth quarter of 2018, maybe we should also look at what it has given back during the very first part of 2019, actually very end of 2018 into 2019 so far. Pinpointing to the specific date was Christmas Eve of last year, December the 24th, and since that time, believe it or not, the domestic markets have rebounded quite nicely. The Dow is up almost 10%, 9.8%. The S&P is up 10%, actually 10.2%. Now, Greg, I'll let you take this one. Let's look at some of the concerns, and there are a few of them that have most bear market supporters probably quite worried or at least concerned.
1: Yeah, I was just looking at this in this list of, you know, concerns. It would be enough to create some stomach acid and sleepless nights. However, there is a silver lining. Let's look at a few. Uh, international trade issues with China. Well, if they don't let themselves go too low in the pride of pure um, uh, communists, which they're not, they're some watered-down version of everything, socialist, communists, partially democratized, I call them sociocrats, for lack of a better term they're going to have to go ahead and say okay uh, where do we sign now it'll be in form of a negotiated resolution but it's going to happen okay so what i like about some of these uh negatives they're they're quite resolvable it's not like something that you just can't fix that is like overtly terminal that's not the case trade hostilities with the old nafta that's already smoothing um it's called um uh, <laughs> i think a us marine corp because of the uh the the initials of the new trade thing that trump has he can he just cracks me up sometimes i mean, love him not like him at all everything in between he cracks me up um i'm glad to see someone working you know hard standing some ground i know that's a soft political statement but who doesn't like to see someone working at trying to fix things even if it happens to be in the sphere of politics anyway brexit each week this brings a different tone tune or pitch um, and I mean that the tone of where's it going from here the tune of well to the tune of really negative outcome maybe positive outcome and the pitch is may out <laughs> pitch as an out or in well, rest assured, it will be resolved, even if they have a new national referendum that determines that they, they are, aren't are going to do something. They're going to eventually do something. But you know what? Every day, every hour of every week of every month, people are still buying and selling stuff. So it's not like all trades at a standstill waiting with bated breath to see what they're going to do at the end of the day. So put that one kind of on neutral to be determined. Federal Reserve and their interest rate policy. Well, we heard, um, we, we heard. Let's see. It's on autopilot, which spooked the market. Autopilot is incremental rate increases quarter over quarter. That was a bit spooky. But then there was a retraction by the Fed chairman that made it softer. Like we may consider some rate, um, changes or, you know, a change in our policy on just incrementalism. So that's good. Maybe you see two rates out of the next four quarters in, in terms of increases. Um, maybe not back to back, maybe every other quarter. Okay. The market's already baking that into the recipes. So that's not so spooky. And um, ultimately, getting back to the normal range, it's not a bad thing. It's just they've had their foot on the gosh darn accelerator a bit heavy. Slower earnings. Do you know what? That's actually being baked into the market expectations too. Having earnings versus slower earnings, slightly slower GDP because of the political nonsense is one reason. Also, you're seeing the market cool off a bit, take a breather. There are still like seven out of nine recessionary uh, factors that are that are. Negative to recession. Only two have popped that we track. I like that. It's a double negative. So it's actually positive. You bet it so is. So only two out of nine say recession. Exactly. And they, the, they all point to an ongoing expansionary economy. Less, lessened, but yet expansive. And this whole, this whole topic of uh, companies sitting on a bunch of cash and they're afraid to deploy it, so they buy back their own stocks that's always positioned like it's negative or something. It's not. It keeps money in motion, keeps it cycling, keeps activity much better than just sitting on the cash. Money in motion is always better than stagnation. So I don't take that as a negative or even the slower earnings. Uh, we've had some impact of the earnings, um, being a little slowed, the market step back, as you all know, and now it's looking like it's gaining traction to move forward. And now you have like, uh, the valuation of the market being at uh, 15, 15 and a half times earnings, that's much better when we're cruising at 20 to 24 across the board based on each major macro market. Much, much better. Slower GDP. Uh-huh. Do you know the new normal 2% is not the new normal? It's the new political normal. If we could see improvement on these trade issues, on the Brexits of the world, on monetary policy in the Fed, on a, you know, a, kind of a, a slow ascension to new norm on rates, we would find, and you know, the deregulation that Trump had already started, the tax reform had only just begun and didn't get to carry over more deeply into the individual side of the return structure. If politics would get out of the way, and but balance of power is good, we have a great democracy, this is how it works, sometimes we have a little bit of a, speak of a slowdown, slowdown in getting things done uh, in the northeastern part of this country, you know, it just is what it is. But the slowing of the GDP is not because of economic realities. It's like all this surrealistic written semi fictional stuff introduced by people who don't know business from butter, but slower yet price your housing market. There has been a coolness start to set in into the spine of the housing market, but it's related to the uncertainties. It's related to the creeping up so rapidly of interest rates. Has you know brings people causes pause. Uh, there was there was not enough inventory in that housing market, James. We need to see a slowdown, let inventory build back up. It'll be healthier longer term, for all supply and demand. Yes, exactly. So any number of these items and issues, and you know they'll likely uh, will be or already been um, factored into their impactfulness, but they're also going to be part of the catalyst and the impact of expansion of the economic market. And um, so whether it's trade with China, uh, it's cascading effect across the globe, the federal reserve policy um, that's dominated by the media and the closing of the government and all those trends. They'll continue as we see volatility continue through all 2019, but we see a, a positive end to this year. We don't see the recession um, as fully defined in 2019. We, we can't quite see it clearly for 2020, as many talking heads are so quick to say. But with time come more facts, more facts, with more clarity and vision. And yes, the impending gridlock in Congress could also be another headwind that causes
0: at least a short-term turbulence to the market. And one other factor, we know also that the form of democracy that we have here in the U.S. is republic. But nevertheless, it's still the greatest country in the world by a mile. There's more. There's much more. Our phone about the office, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC. Detox station.
1: Welcome back to The Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth,
0: and we are a Registered Investment advisory firm. We are also independent. We do our for clients, not companies. Our phone number at the office five one three five seven five nine six five four. Our office locations: Milford is our headquarters, but we also have satellite locations in Westchester, Blue Ash, and Florence. Website: brownfinancialadvisors dot com. Email address: team at brownfinancialadvisors dot com. Greg, where were we?
1: Well, James, we kind of looked at the negatives, the bearish aspects of. Um of guidance and and forecasting or looking forward. And as I run back that narrative through my mind, um, it's not all that negative, you know, there's a lot of things that will work themselves out and open back up the throttle as it relates to the money and markets. Um, now it needs to happen sooner than later, but James, take us through some of the, um, the bull side since we've heard some of the bear side of the equation. Right. So just a reminder, there's the bulls, there's the bears. And most importantly, you
0: must have the balance. We'll get to the balance very shortly, but first the case for the bulls. This is where when you say what, you know, in spite of all the pessimism out there, is there still plenty of optimism? The answer is yes, that the market corrections that we recently experienced lacks what's called the fundamentals, the basis or the substance. So, Let's examine again what a bull might say to a naysayer about the current market and economic environment we're currently experiencing. For example, fear selling, algorithmic computer based buying and selling. Even the weakness in the economic data is overall very, very minor, comparatively speaking, and doesn't support the type of drop that we experienced back in the end of 2018. Now, as opposed to maybe a recessionary movement, we're simply seeing slower growth compared to what was expected. Just again, the compared to what. And expectations from analysis, the analysts anyway, I would say were a little bit maybe too exuberant, too, maybe previously too high. So
1: Greg, tell us more. Well, I was just thinking of, you know, as you were saying that, uh, we saw that over the holidays in particular, and, and talking to clients who were watching numbers very closely and grew concerned, um, we're saying this is that algorithmic programmatic selling. As new lows are hit or touched upon, the investment policy of some of those funds, the way pensions are invested, major mutual fund structures, uh, it triggers an automated sell, which sends the market um, down lower without any form or substance or basis in actual reality based on true valuation. And you tell folks that you know please understand too a great number of professional market types were you know gone for the holidays and they weren't there so it left some of these models to execute almost without leashes and collars and taking things further down and then the people that were on deck you know leave behind a couple major um, institutional market type investor people sitting on their kingdom's throne with all the money just this side of god's eternity uh, to spend, and they were having quite the time, like children in a playground, sell off sending values lower. They start cycles of sell-offs by selling large volumes of this and that, and then they're sitting on the cash to buy back in, and these little uh, entry points, re-entry points, that's why you see hundreds of points swing in a given day. You see 1,000 points over two or three days disappear, and you see a run-up in three days of 1,400-plus of points, and you think, how is that possible? That's how it's possible. Value doesn't shift like that, folks. You know this to be true. Tell your stomach to take a vacation. Let your mind spend time with family and friends and trust your trusted financial professionals and allow your money the time to succeed. Just like the time it took you to build your wealth, it's going to take time for the next chapter of wealth to build itself too. And I just, it's very explainable outside of emotion. Inside of emotion Anything goes, and for the people that bought on your lows for those that sell low, they thank you, will quit allowing that. Just extract that from your financial plan because it's only a plan to fail. It is not part of your successful side of your financial plan. So what should we be thinking about? Coaching clients, following coaching. If there's not much information coming out, that's because your coach and financial advisor is not concerned the way you're concerned. You can reach out and get some confidence and confirmation that things are fine. You can either believe that or not, but more times out of not, since none of us know the exactness of the future, you're going to be on the wrong side of the equation when it comes to the win and loss. And you shouldn't find yourself there if you say that you're going to be leadable and teachable by an advisor, but you don't act that way, and the time you're found most guilty and not acting. Prudently and properly according to your word and your relationship with your advisor is when things get rough and then truly that's when your coach steps in and says, don't do that. Don't think that way. Don't act that way is exactly when you do all of the above. So how honest is your relationship with your financial advisor? Because you're being honest or less than fully honest with your future self and your future success. So I challenge you regroup, revisit your plan, um, go in with mind wide open, throw the, leave the pessimism at the door, leave the over optimism, you know, in the car and just have a real discussion about where you are, where you go from here. You'll be well pleased over time. I assure you, I know it's Barry's favorite word, the
0: word balance. It's one of ours too. So what should you do? And maybe how do you
1: do that? Greg? Yeah. Balance. Um, if you need some part of your money to act like it's a bear, You need some part of your money to act like at all times it's a bull. How much of each? Exactly. It's tied to your exact risk, your actual financial goals, your need for income and cash flow at certain intervals of time over the course of your retirement picture. And that is all there is to it. It's not the returns of the day. It's not you getting half of the returns that you see the Dow providing when you're not invested to get those returns to begin with. You're invested to experience a certain margin of risk a certain amount of volatility in exchange for three, five, seven, and 10-year periods of a certain range of return to get you coverage for inflation, coverage for growth, and coverage for your cash flow so that your plan can be successful. That's what it's about, meeting your goals, your objectives with the cash flow and sufficient growth, and all wrapped in tax efficiency, estate planning within the context of a complete and comprehensive financial plan so that when you're done with your money, the people you say you love can also benefit just as you'd have them to, not the government.
0: Which, needless to say, it comes back to having a plan. So when we said a plan, that means having a plan, not only an investment plan, but also your retirement plan, and also your income plan, and it all ties together with your estate plan. So not only do you have enough to make it into retirement, but to make it through retirement, and even beyond retirement, to leave a legacy for, hopefully, your loved ones anyways. But in retirement, especially when this becomes important because cash flow is king, and there are certain portfolios, certain designs of your portfolios that are more tailored or should be more tailored to income, drawing current income
1: versus the future growth of what that portfolio may actually provide. Very Very true. Yeah, it's kind of a sad situation when you find that someone, they can't help themselves but want all the returns of the market, but they also are in conflict. They can't handle the risk of the market. Yet, in reality, some of these folks are in a situation, let's say they need to pull 70 or $45,000 a year out of their portfolio to supplement their cash flow in retirement. And mathematically, it equals like 7.4% or some number annually that they have to withdraw. Well, guess what? That risk-adverse person, if they are, might have to take on more risk because mathematically that's the only way that they can feed a 7% drawdown is be more aggressive in their investing, even though it defiles and defies everything about their construction of their risk tolerance. So we want to work and map out things well enough that you don't find yourself having to have such a drawdown that takes you outside of your risk tolerance, chasing returns in a way that will end very badly. So determining risk, determining income needs, Balancing that out with amount of inflation and your cash flow needs over time so you can figure out how much you need to be contributing that plan if you're not retired and how to properly take cash flow over time from which buckets fully insured safe money guarantees of income. Um, If you're out there needing a 4% CD type investment, the banks aren't cutting it and you can't handle the risk. Give us a call. There's something for everyone at the buffet of your future financial success. And it's at your sound money team at Brown financial advisors. We're going to help you achieve success on a complimentary basis, free to lay out your plan. Then we'll see what the costs are, you'll find it consumer friendly and if you'd like to work together, you'll know you'll know if it makes sense cuz everything will be shared with you. There's more, there's much more. Our phone number about the
0: office 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us, we can help. On behalf of Greg, Barry, and myself James, we want to thank you for listening today. Have a great week. Enjoy the weather. And remember this, sound money, where good things are believable, achievable, and true for you.